Some of the liveliest and most inspirational worship music I have ever encountered is called Messianic Jewish. What is it? Where did it come from? And how does it relate to the end times and the return of the Messiah? For the answers to these and other questions related to Messianic Judaism and for a presentation of Messianic Jewish music, stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Well, greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. I am delighted to have back with me again this week one of the foremost Messianic Jewish leaders in the world today. His name is Joel Chernoff, and he is a gifted musician, a visionary leader, and as I explained last week, he serves as General Secretary of the Messianic Jewish Alliance of America and President of the International Messianic Jewish Alliance. Wow, those are big titles, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like big responsibilities. right? Well, I tell you, uh, we just had so much fun last week yeah, talking about uh, Messianic Judaism, its meaning, about your, your father and your yeah. mother and their heritage and how they were pioneers of the modern uh, Messianic Jewish movement. But you are also a pioneer, uh, Joel. You are a pioneer who developed basically the, the one who developed the concept of Messianic Jewish music. I don't think that genre existed no, it uh, before the Lord anointed you for it. And that was back in what, about 1972? Well, actually, it started in about 67. My uh, mother, really, I've got to give her some credit here because she was actually uh, writing Messianic lyrics back okay. in the mid, mid-60s mid would play the piano and put in the Messianic lyrics into traditional Jewish songs. But that was the first little glimmer. 1967, the Spirit of God fell. And we talked about that mm-hmm. the last show. And I was, at that time, writing more uh, Christian songs. Okay. And then suddenly I was on fire for God, and the Jewishness meant so much to me. And I began to have a desire to create something, but I didn't know what to create. If there weren't any other Messianic artists out there. There was nothing out there. Were you in college at this time? I was in college. Uh-huh. And in the last program, you told me that's when you really got on fire that's for the Lord. the Lord. You were having prayer meetings. And, oh, and you, that was and, amazing. And so I guess you had this burning desire was, to express this in burning. music. And so I turned all of my creative juices towards that, and I said, what can I do? So I took the pop sound of the day, which is something that I was very attached to. I loved it. And then I said, let's take some of the older Jewish feels, minor feels and minor keys, and put that together with that feel, the modern feel. And out came the first album, the Lamb album, uh, and and all those songs. I kind of like wrote songs 69 and 70 and 71. And then in 72, the first album was actually done. And really, Dave, we didn't know if anybody would even care. <laughs> we, we didn't know, well, how in the we world didn't know what it was. anybody to publish these songs? I mean, they, they, Well, it, it, it was crazy. We came out with the album, recognized the other partner in the group. What was his name? Co- Coghill, Rick Cog- Coghill. Okay. He's a guitarist. He played with James So Lamb was basically and, two of you just and two of some us. Uh, studio was, musicians. That's right. I was the singer and the song the songwriter and so forth. And so we came out with this album, and... We, and we got an invitation in the Chicago area, and we came and we sang before 4,000 people. It was our first, it was our first concert, our first thing. <laughs> first concert, yeah, 4,000? I, I was scared to death, but there were 4,000 kids there, 
And we sang five or six of those songs off that first album. And bam, yeah. the people, the kids went crazy. <laughs> they practically bought all of our thousand albums out the first night. And we were the number one group in the Chicago area for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it started to spread from there. And look, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan it. We were on WMBI w, um, Moody, Moody's uh, right. station. And they just loved the Sacrifice Lamb and Baruch Hashem. And, and it was going all over the place. So, I mean, this was something God did. We did not plan it out. We did not have great agents and managers. And, and <laughs> we, no, we didn't. This was a spontaneous move of God's Spirit. He just took whatever talent was there. And we came out with the sound. And that popularized domestic sound. For the next seven or eight years, we were in the top three or four groups in the country, Christian groups. Uh, and then here's this Messianic group in the top five where albums are always number two, number three, number four in the country. There were kids all over the country catching on to it. They didn't know what it was, and they didn't know what that sound was. Hebrew, some of them thought it was tongue, some of them thought they didn't know, but they liked it. All I knew is it made, made me want to dance. It really did. Every time I would hear you, your, your music, it made me want to get up and dance. You're a dancer, aren't you? You're really a dancer. Well, I, I make very expressive and worship. Well, that's and I, good. I just want that's to worship good. the Lord, well, you know. Lord. And, and I, I, uh, so uh, Messianic Jewish music thing. helps. What makes music Messianic? Well, it's, it's a couple of things. One is the the, uh, the actual sound of it. Yes. Uh, There's a certain rhythm uh, well, to a lot rhythm, of Jewish songs. Aren't rhythm, there? the dance, the Eastern Europe, European dance, the Middle Eastern mm-hmm. feels, minor keys oftentimes. Okay. And then sometimes... Um, it can just be the the lyric yes. is very Jewish in the place it's coming from. And so you feel like this is very, very messianic, even if the music is in a major key all the way through. But it feels, you, you kind of feel it coming out of the scripture. And so there's different things that, that can cause it to uh, be a part of it. But not every song I did was straight out Messianic. I was doing some like rock and roll in there too, but as far as everybody was concerned, this was a new genre. <laughs> they never heard this before. Now I understand that Lamb disbanded in about 1992, yeah, and you went solo. That's right, and produced some solo albums. But then I understand Lamb reformed in 2005. Well, yeah, we we had finished after 20 years. That's 14 albums, and that's a long time. We took a break. Uh, and uh, we both went in different directions. The Lord took us in different directions. And I became uh, the uh, GS of mm-hmm. the MJAA. And then in 1999, God began to bring it back to me. R- record company approached, approached me about doing a uh, solo album. Okay. So I said yes, yes to it. Uh, and we came out with a solo album in 1999, at The Restoration of Israel. And then, after, and then after that, another one. And then last year, Lamb, they asked us to get back together. And uh, the other fellow from the first group yes. couldn't do it. So we brought in a fellow from the Dallas area, Ted Pierce, okay. who is a great artist and an old-time Lamb fan. He thought it was like joining uh, the Beatles or something. I mean, he just couldn't believe it, you know. But the two of us got together. We came out with an album last year, great album. And uh, so What is the name did, of that album? Uh, the Sacrifice. The Sacrifice. Yes. Now, you mentioned 14 albums that Lamb had mm-hmm. uh, recorded. Are all of those still available today? Yes, they are. Uh, tell people how they can get them. 
www.lammessianicmusic.com. Lamb Messianic Music, and that's all one word, dot com. Okay, we've got that on the screen, Good. and we've also got on the screen an 800 number that they can call. That is correct. And either one of those, and they can order your uh, albums uh, over the Internet. Amen. Now, I tell you, I, I've got to have you sing. Uh, last week you sang a great song, Year of Jubilee. I want to ask you to sing another song for us this week. What do you got in mind? Well, I am going to do a song which is caught on with the dance, since you're so into the dance. This is <laughs> this has been danced in in front of the Western Wall and at the Su- Sukkot oh, Festival in Israel. My kind of music. Baruch. Adonai, which means blessed is the Lord. Yes. And it is a go-getter, Dave. <laughs> okay. You're going to be back here dancing, I know. Okay, okay, I know that. Okay, okay. All right, folks, here is Joel Chernoff singing Baruch Adonai. Baruch Adonai, Elohim Yisrael, Adonai, blessed is the Lord. Baruch Adonai, Elohim Yisrael Adonai, blessed is the Lord. Min ha'olam, bad ha'olam, praise His name forever and again. Min ha'olam, bad ha'olam, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel. Hey, so let the nations sing and praise Him, and Israel will Say amen. Sing all you nations, hallelujah. And Israel will say amen. So let the nations sing and praise him. And Israel will say amen. Sing all you nations, hallelujah. And Israel will say amen. And Israel will say amen. Elohim Israel Adonai, blessed is the Lord. Baruch Adonai, Elohim Israel Adonai, blessed is the Lord. Min ha'olam, bad ha'olam, praise His name forever and again. Min ha'olam, bad ha'olam, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel. Hey, so let the Sing and praise Him, and Israel will say Amen. Sing all you nations, Hallelujah, and Israel will say Amen. So let the nations sing and praise Him, and Israel will say Amen. Sing all you nations, Hallelujah, and Israel will say Amen, and Israel will say. Ha'olam, but Ha'olam, praise His name forever and again. Min Ha'olam, but Ha'olam, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel. Hey, so let the nations sing and praise Him, and Israel will say Amen. Sing all you nations, Hallelujah, and Israel. Amen. So let 
the nation sing and praise him And Israel will say amen Sing all you nations hallelujah And Israel will say amen Baruch Adonai Elohei Israel Adonai Blessed is the Lord Wow, what a song, Baruch Adonai. Thank you, Joel. Well, wow, blessing to do it. I saw you over there dancing. Well, I, yes, I, I was, I was. Okay, I want to focus in now on the organization that you head up sure. here in the United States, the Messianic Jewish uh, Alliance of America. What is the purpose of that organization? Well, it's its uh, primary purpose when it was formed in 1915. It's a long time, time ago. Wow. That's right. Uh, this is a prophetic organization, really, but... Uh, its prime purpose was to present to our people, the Jewish people, the the fact and the reality that it's that it is okay to be Jewish and to believe in Yeshua, mm-hmm. Jesus, and there needed to be a beacon, uh, some kind of an organization where they could see us. Back in uh, the 1920s and 30s and 40s, we were pretty much in the church and invisible. And the MJAA gave us, as a group of people, the opportunity to kind of stand out. Now, of course, the Messianic synagogues are growing. There's large, large numbers. And so now it's expanded, and we are ministering to our, to our people, oftentimes in partnership with many Christians around, around the world. Isaiah 40 says, Comfort, oh, comfort my people, says the Lord your God. And you're involved in that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We, we are really bringing comfort to our people. I love this because, you know, the scripture, Paul is talking about the uh, Jewish olive tree in the book of Romans and, and that the root is Jewish and the trunk is Jewish and that the nations have been mm-hmm. grafted into it. But, uh, but you know that our people really haven't seen a Jewish olive tree ministry. Mm-hmm. What they think that they see is a is is a Christian olive tree, oh. where where like the root is Christian and the trunk is Christian, and there's a few Jews plugged into it. What our people need to see in order to get it spiritually is the fact that this is the body, the Jewish root, and then the nations gathered in, and we have been partnering with our Christian brothers and sisters. Beautiful thing in something called the uh, Joseph Project. Oh, yes, I'm excited about that, and I want you to tell us about it. That that is really exciting. That is something else, and again, God gets all the credit. I want you to tell us what it is, and I want you to tell how our viewers can get involved in it. Yeah, well, uh, the Joseph Project is a Jewish olive tree project. That is, the root is Jewish. It's basically the the MJA. It came out of us. But many nations are gathering around, and we're bringing aid and comfort. I don't know if you know this, Dave, but... Poverty is the number one domestic issue, not terrorism, poverty. Yes, I did know that. In Israel. You're talking about in Israel. Yes, I knew that. One third of the children living below the poverty line now. Yes. Almost that that with the adults. And it is growing. Why? Because because of the constant drain on the economy of the war. All the tax money is going for military. Tax is going for that. 
a number two industry, the tourist industry, yeah. and, it's, and people are afraid to go yeah. because they're afraid they're going to get blown up or something. Yeah. And then the immigrants, God is still gathering our people That's back, right. and right. so they keep on coming in, but the government can't afford to take care of everything. So they keep slicing the social services mm-hmm. budget, mm-hmm. and more and more of our people are falling into that crack. Into so crack how are you trying to deal with that problem? But the Lord put it upon our, um, our um, um, heart and, and all of the leadership. You can go to our website and see the entire story. But basically, this is it. The Lord showed us to partner with our Christian friends and to bring a blessing. Even as Joseph brought a blessing and gathered a blessing for for the famine that was going to come. And that famine came, Dave. But he stored for seven years because of a prophetic dream. And, and the king of Egypt gave him power. Even so, God said, there's going to come a million plus more out of Eastern Europe. And, and he says to us, I want you, the MJA, the Messianic community, to partner with your Christian brothers and sisters and to prepare a blessing for that time and also meeting urgencies along the way, which there have been urgencies, wars and so forth. Up to this point, and I got, there are miracles galore here because, you know, the Messianic Jews are controversial, right? Right. So <laughs> They so don't you welcome you with open arms no, into Israel. No, <laughs> no. Now, this is changing yeah. because over the last seven years, we have been able to move over $70 million worth of aid into the country just last seventy year. $70 million dollars worth of aid. $70 million. And Has a lot going. of this been gifts in kind? Gifts in kind. Uh, corporations. Other charities, what 16, kind 17. of aid? Oh, uh, it, it, anything from furniture, toiletries, clothing. tiling, clothing. We're just now beginning to move some food I in. I remember the first things you wanted to bring in were like T-shirts. T-shirt. Well, and, and they and we, they didn't believe that you wanted to give those away. You, they, no, no, they didn't believe it because they'd never seen anybody do this before. What? Fifty thousand Hanes shirts in the shrink wrap. They said, "Come on, come this on, is not you're, charity. You're, you're going to sell this in the black market or something, right?" <laughs> they, they didn't believe it. Oh, we had to beat the door down just to get one of these containers in, right? So, so anyway, the government just told us a couple of weeks weeks back, or director told us this. That we are now larger than the government's aid aid arm. So, so you've developed the trust. Developed the trust. I'm sure there's still some Orthodox who are very posed. Oh yeah. To but listen, God gave us a verse right in the beginning of this prophecy because you know that I, of course, in our Jewish way, argued with God over this calling, and I said, Lord, you you know our people, they're not going to want this blessing from from us. He said to me in First Peter two, for this is God's will that by doing good. You will silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Mm. When he showed me that, it shut my mouth. I said, okay, case closed. Just bless our people. God says, I'll take care of the rest. And he's done it, Dave. He's done it miracle after miracle to the point now that we're very involved quietly with the government of Israel, ministering to over 300,000 people now, and it's growing. And even, even the government of Israel... Uh, is is very very blessed with, uh, simply because we don't ask for anything in exchange. And, and you we have a huge warehouse over there, don't you? Where you uh, we've got a it? central facility with about twenty million dollars worth of aid in there, and we're now looking to to actually duplicate that six more times, six more centers in the country. And what a miracle! <laughs> it is a miracle partnering with with our Christian brothers and sisters. How do you go about distributing this? How do you find the people who are needy? Well, this is an interesting part of the story. There are thirty messianic 
independent works that are distributing on the street. Mm. And we just simply give to them now. They have to sign up with us, but we give to them. Also, 110 government social services centers. So the government Mm. itself, and many of those are actually orthodox. And they receive from us, too. Okay. But they ask us to bring our truck around the back door. Okay. <laughs> because it's a little controversial. Well, well, so so you're, you're providing furniture, you're providing clothing. Uh, do you provide any food at all, or is that a whole different deal? A little bit, but everybody, the government's slowly trusting us to bring it in, but they are afraid somebody's going to get sick and yes. die, and then they're going to get sued. So, yes. so they're slow with that part of it. But $70 million worth of aid, and over the next year, we, are, we actually believe, the Lord said, to bring $100 million worth of aid in over the next year. Well, you don't think small, do you? No. Well, actually, the Lord <laughs> said to prepare for 1 million people, and that's, and that's over a billion dollars. That's where the bar really is. But we're getting there. The infrastructure is growing inside of Israel. More trucks and more and more facilities and so forth. Well, this this is the sort of thing that I would really like for our viewers to get involved in. Amen. Uh, I, I I get so distraught uh, over Christians who want to do something for Israel, and they give money to organizations that are actually fighting Messianic Jews yes, in Israel. That's true. Uh, it's amazing how many of those organizations they give money to, like the Temple Mound uh, uh, organization and people and like. The, and the International Fellowship of yeah, Christians and Jews and so forth. And here they are fighting Messianics over there. Yeah. And here is a way for, to, to really touch the Jewish people through uh, a Messianic organization. You know what? We are for, for all, everybody blessing our people. Yes. But you know, isn't it better, Dave, if the Messiah gets the glory at Absolutely. the same time? So tell our, tell our viewers so, how they can participate in Project Joseph. They can actually clue into it at www.mjaa.org. Okay. Okay, mjaa.org. And you'll see the Joseph Project right right there. there. It's right there. Click on it, boom. You can get a DVD on it. You can see the whole history of it. You can see the current updates on it. It is exciting as we bless our people, Jew and Christian together, Messianic Jew and Christian, brothers in the Lord, bless our people And the Messiah's heart of compassion comes Mm. through that. And people are being redeemed and saved every day, not directly in the centers, but then they come out to the congregations. And actually, you know what they told us, Dave, is we didn't even even try, try this. But they told us, the body in Israel told us, over 50% of the new uh, Russian congregations over there started because of the Joseph Project. (laughs) Because, because they were meeting needs, and then the congregations came out of that. Folks, we're going to have to pause for just a moment, and uh, we'll be back in, in after a word about this wonderful book. It's called Blow the Trumpet in Zion by Richard Booker. It's one of the best books ever written about the Jews in prophecy. Folks, the most valuable resource I have ever discovered for helping you understand the prophetic significance of Israel is this book here by Richard Booker, entitled Blow the Trumpet in Zion. It is comprehensive in nature concerning all the prophecies about the Jews, past, present, and future. For example, it shows you how four prophecies concerning the Jews were fulfilled before the 20th century began. Prophecies that they would be dispersed worldwide, that their land would become desolate, that they would be persecuted wherever they went, and that one day God would start regathering them to their homeland in unbelief. We are offering this book for a donation of $15 or more. All you have to do is call the number on the screen and request the book by name, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. 
The author, once again, is Dr. Richard Booker, founder and director of a ministry called Sounds of the Trumpet. This book is not academic in nature. It's written for the layman. It is down to earth and easy to understand. And it will thrill your soul as you see how faithful God has been in fulfilling all His promises. You will also realize that we are living on borrowed time. Joel, I'd like to close this uh, series of interviews with you, which have been delightful. I tell you, I just enjoyed it so much. And I'd like to close it by uh, asking you a question about end-time Bible prophecy, and Mm -hmm. that is, how does all of what you've been talking about relate to end-time Bible prophecy, particularly what's happening in Israel today? Well, you know, the nation of Israel really is going through a massive change. You know, the devil uh, loves to put up obstacles, and there's been a lot of hurt that has come out of the Christian world towards the Jewish world over the centuries. Yes. Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition, and so forth. But it, but it is interesting. When God decides it's time, it's time. And He is changing, softening our people's hearts. One of the ways He's doing that is through the Joseph Project, acts of compassion and kindness mm-hmm. coming out of the Christian world, but now out of the Messianic world. One of the most exciting things is to see that, that adjustment, massive adjustment spiritually, national adjustment coming through selfless acts of kindness in Israel. And believe me, Dave, our people need to see this now more than ever. You know this because of the gathering darkness there. The nations are gradually turning. It's incredible to see it. The Bible says the whole world's going to come Uh, against Israel in the end times, and that's what's happened. Even our country. And we see that. (laughs) You know, our people uh, really are feeling hopeless in Israel. Because they don't see a political solution. All they see is endless war. The president of the United States, he can't solve it, can he? No. Uh, none of the other countries can. Why? Because it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. It's not a political battle. Right. It's a spiritual it battle. Is. And our people are sensing this. This is starting to come into the collective sense of our people there. That there's no political answer. Therefore, what is the answer? Is there an answer? Many of our people feel this is going to be fighting ad infinitum. Others are beginning to wonder, why are we back in the land? What is going on? And their hearts are becoming soft, looking for the supernatural answer. So there's a sense of desperation, a sense of of endless warfare uh, in the future, no hope for peace, uh, a feeling that uh, even the United States uh, is uh, turning against them, that everybody is against them, and ultimately they'll have only one place to turn. There's only one place to turn. And And when they do, they will look upon him whom they pierce. They will weep and will and mourn. They will cry out, Baruch HaBab Hashem Adonai. Amen. And a great remnant, a great remnant will accept Yeshua as their Messiah. He is now raising up a banner in Israel through the through the, these acts of kindness coming from us, yes. the Messianic body and our uh, Christian friends, raising up. In the darkness, he's simply lifting up a light and saying, this is the reason. The Messiah is the reason. Why? Because we together are blessing our people in their dark, darkest hours. As the darkness gathers around them, there is a light raised up, and that is providing help where they need it now 
with no strings attached, nothing attached. We're just blessing our people, and it turns hearts. It turns hearts here in this absolutely, country, but it would, turn, absolutely. it would turn hearts anywhere. Joel, I cannot begin to express to you how much we appreciate you taking time out from your incredible schedule to come to Texas and uh, talk with us and viewers all over this nation oh, about what God has called you to do. Uh, you are... Uh, a fulfillment of Bible prophecy in terms of your outreach to the Jewish people and your impact upon hearts through your wonderful music. And my prayer is that God will continue to pour out His Spirit upon your organization, upon your congregations here in America and around the world, upon the Jewish people, and upon your music, that you may continue to touch many, many souls for Yeshua. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. Hope it's been a blessing to you. It sure has been to me. I have had my socks blessed off. (laughs) Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 